0: 401k advisors want to build a scalable practice but aren't always sure what to do next welcome to outcomes the podcast designed to help advisors think make decisions and cast a vision to create a business for the future here's your host ross marino financial planner author speaker and ceo of advisor 2x Welcome to Outcomes the Podcast. Today, we are joined by Jeannie Fisher, Managing Director, SRP and the hashtag 401k lady. Jeannie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. 2020 has been crazy for a lot of people and I find myself talking with different people who will say, yes, my year has been crazy. And then all of a sudden you have another conversation and somebody says, you think your year was crazy. Let me tell you what my 2020 has been like. And Jeannie, you have one crazy 2020 story, but we're not gonna start with that. Before (laughs) we get to that, you told me an even better story of how you started in the 401k business. Would you mind sharing that with the listeners?
1: I will I will this is my favorite story, so it was back in um, it was back in 2014 and I was doing private wealth and decided that I really wanted to focus in 401ks and was just constantly going at bat for these larger plans uh, and ha- I think I had lost seven out of eight at this point I mean I was not getting anywhere, and the eighth was painful because I had a relationship in there I should have gotten that plan. And so to set the stage, I am in my old, old office at the time, which is behind a liquor store next to a drug testing center. (laughs) It was already a bad office, (laughs) but we were moving. So it was even worse. It was torn apart. So I'm sitting there and I I don't even know that this is going to happen, but one of my wholesalers walks in. And if everybody knows him, they're going to be able to picture him. It's Tim Listivka with Transamerica. And he dresses real flashy, pinstripe suit, bow tie, fancy dress socks. So he comes into my terrible office and he sits down and he says, you know, I beat you on that plan, right? And I didn't at that point, I had not even been notified. So you have that rush of emotion. Oh, I should have won that plan. I'm mad and I'm angry. And I just sat there and I stared at him and he said, well, are you gonna sit there and pout about it? Or do you want me to show you how? (laughs) I was raised by my mother who cusses like a sailor. (laughs) You can imagine the words that flew through my head, but that was, that was the most pivotal moment of my 401k career because I mean, I paused for a long time and thought I can kick this man out of my office or I can listen to what he has to say. Um, And I just said, okay, shoot, tell me what I'm doing wrong. And He did. He and his partner at the time taught me everything I know, and we wrote a ton of business (laughs) the next few years. Uh, And I, I owe it all to him.
0: So let's go before that meeting when you decided to start going after the plans. Was there a moment when you realized I need to do 401k plans and I want to get more involved in this business?
1: Yes. There was. Um, So I was doing private wealth and had a lot of private practice physicians as clients. And so that was kind of how we started, you know, the smaller 401k. But um, I realized there really wasn't anybody in our area doing it and doing it right. Um, And at the time, we had a lot of the right talking points, the low cost share classes, the fiduciary model. Um, But we we weren't converting it from private wealth to retirement plans like we should have. Um, and so I, I started to understand the industry a little bit more. And I started to think we can make a go of this and these big plans and it not just be an add on for the private wealth client. This can be profitable as a business line itself. Um, and that's when I just started pounding the pavement, trying to do and learn everything I could.
0: So you have this meeting with the wholesaler and he says, I will tell you how I did it. Can you share a couple of nuggets that really stand out of that's what he did and that's what I didn't do?
1: Yeah. So, you know, my um, sales pitch and conversation at the time were all about um, investments and fiduciary. And, you know, he opened my eyes. I, I didn't have anybody to learn from. It's not like I joined another office. So he opened my eyes to administrative issues. Demos, things HR cares about, how it ties to payroll, the whole side of retirement plan advising that you don't ever hear unless you get to see it. Um, and, it and it completely changed. And, and we were also, one of the things we were doing is we had this almost pre-packaged platform that was ETF based. Um, and, and one of the pivotal things I learned was that I had been walking into prospects with a, a product and I needed to position myself as a consultant. Um, And finding the right platform or TPA for them, not trying to come in and sell a product. Um, That was the biggest mistake I was making.
0: And that's a big switch. It's hard to learn the business. And even today, I still think it's challenging. Uh, I learned it in the early 2000s. And I remember vividly the frustration of trying to learn. And you really had to rely on vendors because there wasn't a lot of formal education for it. There wasn't designations back then. So you really did have to grind it out and and you have to love it. You have to love the end result of the 401k where when you stand up in an enrollment meeting and you teach people and you see them make one of the most important financial decisions of their lives. I mean, that's that's magic. If that Mm -hmm. gets you, then you have to do 401ks and you're gonna do whatever it takes to learn it. Now you built a practice, but you were mostly doing private wealth And you came to a point last year, 2019, where you realized, I need to make a move. I know you're a planner. I've listened to you present. You're sharp, you know the business, you think things out. You had a game plan going into 2020. Can you walk us through what you were going to do, what you thought you were going to do at the (laughs) beginning of 2020?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we did have a game plan, um, at least what we, we were so excited for 2020. Um, it's funny, you know, our, our game plan was to just to continue to service our clients, really leverage all of the opportunities that SRP was going to provide us. Um, and, you know, we were really focused on student loan repayment programs. Um, we did have an idea, you know, and, and really expanding the Nashville area was for sure, you know, a big goal of 2020. So it was all about, you know, all these things we were going to do. Of course, it, it, it changed pretty quickly, very quickly, even before 2020 for us. All
0: battle plans are good until the first <laughs> shot is fired. 2020, the first <laughs> shot, that would be COVID. So going to a new firm, starting over, not as easy to do when you can't even have appointments with people. What did you do?
1: You know, I'll actually, I'll take you one back. Our first shots were fired on Christmas Eve. (laughs) Um, You know, unfortunately, our transition was not as smooth as we uh, would have hoped it would have been. And so we were blessed with a legal sabbatical from work. (laughs) <laughs> for the first quarter of 2020, um, I was given a legal sabbatical from even posting on social media for 45 days. Um, in case you're wondering where I went in January, so um, you know it was it was like running 100 miles an hour and hitting a brick wall. Um, it was it was shocking to the core, um, not expected. And so, you know, our first shots were Q1, and and we were released from our sabbatical um, at the end of March. <laughs> right when uh, the day the NCAA tournament was canceled, I think is when we were released. And I just remember thinking that the world was falling apart. We were never going to survive, you know.
0: <laughs> well, to go from sabbatical to quarantine is it's like a double gut punch. I mean, that that is hard. But when I talk to you, you're hashtag 401k lady. You were ready to go. So Jeannie's jacked up. She's ready to work. It's time to pivot. And you said 2020, it's the year of pivot. So share with us what the pivot was.
1: The year of pivot. So, you know, yeah, we're released to work. Let's go. You know, let's start calling on all of our HR, you know, prospects and let's talk to them. And obviously in March and April, not, not a single one wanted to talk to us. And, and as much as we, it was, it was the biggest internal conflict in the world because you just want to go, you've been held back, it's time to start running. Um, and theoretically you can call, but how tone deaf is that? Like my issues and my priorities were in no way. Their issues and their priorities. So, um, y- y- to stop yourself again, it made us physically ill. But um, we're very blessed in that I have you know 13 years of experience as a certified financial planner, um, and uh, it was it centralizing wealth management and providing a consistent service across SRP has been a goal of theirs for years and years and years and years. So um, the pivot became, you know what, this road is closed for a little bit. We can't be contacting, you know, our HR and stuff right now. Uh, Let's work on this common goal together. And and that's what we pivoted to is is SRP's uh, launch of wealth.
0: (laughs) I'm glad that SRP is doing that. I think All the major firms that are forward-looking are realizing, have realized, everybody's talking about it, it is holistic and it will be Mm. holistic going forward and not a day too soon as far as I'm concerned. Like you, I come from the world of CFPs and financial planning and the workplace is the future of financial planning for the masses. So we're excited about that. Our conference Excel 401k is rebranded for next year and it's Wealth at Work with the K in parentheses, because it's more holistic now. The days of, I just do 401ks are are dying a quick death, I think. But I do have some concerns. What do you think the challenges are going to be for some of them as they try to approach adding these services?
1: Yeah, that is, so that's so cool, right? Because throughout this whole process, um, we've worked, there's a team of us at SRP that have been building this and creating this. And we have, you know, a variety of managing directors on every spectrum of that scale. You know, the, the retirement plan advisor that says, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'll outsource it. Um, the one who says, you know, I, I, I would be interested in helping, you know, some people and getting a better idea, but I don't really want to take on the complicated cases, you know, and then we have some retirement advisors in SRP who are already doing wealth, you know, in their own location. So we had the whole spectrum, private wealth, if you will. And um, we could ask those questions, you know, like what, what, what concerns you? What are you scared of? What's preventing you from doing this? All of those things. Um, I, I think you're, you're gonna have advisors all across the scale. I think a lot of them understand the need for the retirement plan advisor to provide this to the participants? You know, it, it's really hard to say, even if they don't do it personally, right? The firm has to provide this. How can you look at your retirement plan participants and say, we're going to take you all the way through the accumulation phase and then turn our backs on you when you're at the most important part? And I, I did a video about this and I used the statistic that it's morbid, but of the deaths that occur on Mount Everest occur on the descent. Right. And and, and that's what we're doing when we're helping and advising these plan participants. So um, we we knew as a firm, Jeff knew, we all knew as a firm that that we were providing, in fact, direct quote from one of our clients, a disservice by not providing this. Um, And so what degree the individual retirement plan advisor wants to be involved is up to them. Um, but we certainly wanted to create an offering where we could either fully support you, partially support you, or you had an avenue to, to, to refer it out.
0: I remember years ago thinking through this and thinking about the services that I provide on the individual side, and I have a mature practice, so what we do is more complex. We have a high minimum. We do comprehensive financial planning, et cetera, and I looked at the 401k marketplace, and I thought, we're overkill. This is way too much. What we do is too complicated and too complex for what the marketplace lead and really needs. And then as I thought about it, I kind of switched the way I viewed it. I think going through the marketplace is going to be even harder because I'm allowed to say, here's the bar that I raised and this is what I do. I can't do that as easily if there's a company with 300 people because some of them just need situational financial planning, such as student loan debt relief or just budgeting, Other ones may be more complex, so I now need a system in order to help all of these people in some way, and I know you had a grid that you showed at one of your presentations before, where you said here's what the people need, here's the level of services we provide, I remember seeing that slide and kind of laughing thinking, I have one box. (laughs) Like this is, Jeannie's way more complicated. She's got all of this that she provides. And I knew it because I I had already come to that point of realizing this is going to be harder than I originally thought years ago, because my box is, this is what I do. And if we're not a good fit, it's cool. I'm going home at three o'clock anyway, and I'm good. And, you know, I hope everything works out for you, but I'm okay with that. Can't do that in the workplace. If we're going to offer this to all the participants, you've got to have your different levels of service and ways to engage people much more complex out there. How are you approaching that kind of starting from scratch with everybody at the firm?
1: I love it. I love that you brought it up because Jeff said, Jeff Cullen, uh, if you don't know Jeff, he's a managing partner of SRP. He said, you know, we're going to serve everybody. We're not carving out and only going after the executives and the doctors. We're not doing it. Of course um, that's not did. who we are as a firm. It's not who we are as a firm. So right. figure, know, yeah, figure it out. So, so a team of us got together, and I, I want to just constantly repeat "team" because there are many, many people at SRP who contributed to this business line. But um, we created different levels. You know, different levels. We're not going to charge somebody for something that they don't need. And likewise, if we're going to provide a complex. Fully customized financial plan, then there's going to be a cost associated with it, you know, so um, what we did is we created several tiers of services and you know at the core is wealth, um, which is, you know, private wealth think investment only um, with, I would just say like the typical financial wellness education that you would provide a participant that would have been included in your services anyway. Um, But to leverage that, to provide that private wealth investment management in an efficient and scalable way, we're leveraging robo-advisors. We're leveraging technology, and it's a win-win for everybody. They have access to an advisor, but also a cost-efficient investment management strategy. And then the next level is custom wealth, because one thing you and I know as private wealth advisors, but a lot of retirement plan advisors miss Is there's a whole layer of complexity when we start introducing non qualified assets. We are so sheltered in this retirement plan space of tax deferred assets that when we start really fleshing out investment management, when you have a non qualified account, the trading, everything is more complicated. Um, So that's custom wealth, where we have, um, where we're not necessarily leveraging a robo advisor, but we have custom wealth solutions for those individuals. And then at the very top, we have total wealth, total wealth planning. And that's where it's not just investment management, but it is the incorporation of an e-money financial plan, um, all the recommendations, the CFP board approved financial planning process. um, That's the whole shebang.
0: It's gonna take a long time to build out. You have a lot of smart people at SRP. And I'm sure that you guys know this is a marathon and not a sprint. I know you're plugged in. You look at a lot that's going on out there. How about you give a shout out to some companies or some products that you think are actually making a difference out there?
1: Oh, well, so, you know, I'm super marketing minded. Um, And so I wasn't even thinking about, you know, the FinTech side. Uh, If I were to give a shout out to a vendor, though, I, I get asked about the stuff I create on social media all the time. And I use a service called Canva c a n v a dot com and I listened to your interview with Sherry Fitz and she was just emphasizing not even just video but media you know imagery and um, I highly recommend if you are wanting to get into the digital game and you it, it's going to give you access to templates videos images you know all these things super easy to use um, for content creation I highly recommend Canva.
0: You mentioned social media. You are hashtag. <laughs> 401k lady i i love it it's branding it's unique how can you not remember that i think it's great take me through the moment where you thought i got it i'm going to be the 401k lady do you remember that vividly
1: <laughs> no i didn't do that believe it or not i did not have that moment um i was working i was in, in a manufacturing facility um, you know, late in the afternoon, we were getting ready to leave doing education, set up in a room for one-on-ones and, you know, this big man from Kentucky rolls in and says, is that 401k lady still here? <laughs> and I, and I honestly, I said, she's still here, you know, and he sat down and I did work with him. And I, I just, I think I did a post on social media the next day and, and put hashtag 401k lady. Cause I was still laughing about him saying that. And for some reason, never stopped. And then, and, you know, it, I guess it was a few months later, they were like, are you, are you the 401k lady? And so I, I never decided to do it. It just happened.
0: <laughs> that is so cool That that it just shows how things have a life of their own, especially with social media. And we may have a strategy of here's what we want to do, but then it tends to grow. So mm-hmm. I'll just do my own segue there. What is your strategy with social media? And specifically, I saw the post on the K shaped recovery, and mm-hmm. that video had thousands of views. That's a wonderful post with lots of engagement. So, what is your strategy? What are you going to do with LinkedIn, and how are you trying to leverage it?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm not going to say I necessarily had a strategy in the beginning. Um, I, I decided just to backtrack, you know. I was always told if I wanted to establish credibility, I needed to write a book um, my, my generate. I didn't want to write a book. My generation doesn't want to read books. Um, I like to talk. So I said, why don't I just do videos, you know, on YouTube? I wasn't even thinking of LinkedIn at the time on YouTube. Um, and so basically the only commitment I made was to do one video a week. Um, and, and LinkedIn became the place that they were uploaded and I got most views and it worked out well. Um, I don't think that I had this strategy in my head. I think I just stumbled upon it. But I've done videos for about two years now. And um, I think that I just was trying to be normal. LinkedIn two years ago was really formal, really formal, like articles, blogs. You know, no one was using emojis. No one was making jokes. Like nobody was acting like themselves and so I decided to be unprofessional on the professional network. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's what got people, I guess, loosened up a little bit. You know, it's really loose now compared to where it was two years ago. But um, I didn't want to do anything that, you know, was embarrassing or, or, or didn't look, quote unquote, uh, unprofessional. But I didn't want to be so, this industry is so stiff. And like, I don't want to be stiff. So I just tried to be loose.
0: I'm going to say you weren't unprofessional. I'm gonna say you were approachable and conversational.
1: Maybe that's it, And that, maybe that's it.
0: That's what I think makes a difference. And what I find impressive is, is uh, I love how you keep saying I didn't have a plan, but <laughs> I think that actually highlights that you're one of those people, you have the unique skill of assessing what's going on and being able to think strategically, here's where this is going to go and here's what I'm going to do now. So you're not sitting around creating the five-year plan, even though you may talk about it, but you are making decisions along the way and moving. Uh, I I read a lot because I'm not your generation. So I read a lot. I study CEOs, thought leaders, innovators. That's a skill that I don't know how you foster it, but you have it and it really is unique and and it's played out well for you. So I think that's great, Mm -hmm. but life happens, right? Sometimes things don't play out, sabbatical, to the uh, <laughs> quarantine, what a crazy combination. But now you get the, your favorite question. It is magic wand time. So yes! for those of you listening only, I have the Disney certified princess approved. And yes, the princesses are my two daughters. They have used this magic wand. They assure me it works. So if I would give this magic wand to you, Jeannie, I am not because it's mine. I'm just saying <laughs> But if you had this magic wand and you could wave it and change anything, what would you change?
1: Okay, I think the world is missing in every aspect, whether it be political or personal or in your relationships in your house or at work with your coworkers and clients. I think the world is completely lost all empathy. Um, Empathy is what allows us to have open communication it's what allows us to have conversations where people disagree. And what shocks me is if you, if you look at social media or anything, anytime an individual expresses empathy for somebody else, they are attacked. Because we naturally bridge this idea that just because you're empathetic with them, you agree with them. And that's not the case. You can have empathy for everybody and not agree with them. Um, and I try to, that, that's what, you know, I, I did a video about like, this is why the Senate can't agree on the stimulus package. And it doesn't mean I agree with both, with both sides. I just have empathy for both sides. And I just, if I could wave a magic wand, I would, I would grant empathy for everybody.
0: That is a great way to finish. Thank you so much for that. Jeannie, appreciate you being on the show. And thanks for being with us today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to Outcomes. Subscribe now to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Advisor 2X. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.